so thankful, Lord, to serve you in this time, in this hour, in this day that we live in. Lord, truly, you're all that we need, Lord. You're our portion. You're everything that we have need of, the bread of life. Lord, the water, Lord, that quenched our thirst. Lord, everywhere, Father, you're everything that we have need of. Lord, tonight we just come to this service. We just ask that you would move among us. You would walk among us. You would speak to our hearts and our lives. Help us, Father, just to step out of the way, Lord. And Lord, and let you speak, Father, we pray. Bless each and every need, every situation, Lord. Father, you know the sick among us, the needy, the situations, Lord, that we don't know what to do or how to do. But, Lord, we're so thankful you've already, uh, you've already provided, Lord, the, this, the, the bomb in Gilead, Lord, the healing virtues. Whatever it is we have need of, it's already there. And, Lord, we want to just move our ladder over. If it's up on a shelf somewhere, we want to reach over and grab a hold of it. For, Lord, you've already provided it. And, God, may we apply it to our hearts tonight, Lord. May we grab it with everything that we have and hold on to it tonight, I pray. We commit this service in your hands, Lord. Everything, Lord, we give it to you for your glory and for your honor. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless you tonight. Let's turn to John chapter 14. Amen. It's always good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. John chapter 14 and verse 12. I'd just like to continue last Wednesday night's thoughts. Thought on the manifested word or the word manifest. John 14, 12. Barely, barely I say unto you. He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever you ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Amen. God bless you this evening. We know as uh, Brother Brandon would speak about this, he would speak about greater as not being something that's actually the word greater or how would we think of greater, but it'd be as far as something being more uh, phenomenal or something like that, but it's to be more or more in number because we know as he was here on the earth, as he was speaking these words, it was one body, Jesus that was going around, that was healing the sick, raising the dead, one man in one country. But now he said it's to be greater because it's not just in one country or in one town, but it's in every nation, every country, amen, every tongue, every kindred, amen. And, and, and I, I'm, as we know, as that would happen on the day of Pentecost, it left from being a one man into many men, 120 on the day of Pentecost, and they begin to spread even further and further. And, you know, we know there's many different gifts that God has, has in his church. They're all for the perfecting of the church to bring together the unity of that great body of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we as the believers, we believe in all the gifts that God has. And I, I want all the gifts. I want all that he has, amen, and, and the powers that was in Christ that has been given to his church, and all that God was, 
he poured into Christ and all Christ was as he manifested God on the earth, all that Christ was, he poured into his church. Amen. So it's not less power, it's more power or greater power because it's more healings, more deliverances, more salvation. Amen. All the powers that God had rested in his church and the fullness of Christ now rests in his body on earth, his church. Amen. He said, so what a people this should be. Amen. What a people you should be tonight to know that all that Christ was now is in his body on earth. Amen. And so, but you know, as the clouds, as we would talk about last Wednesday about the sun, how that there's days of sunshine like today, but you know, there'd be days that come where the clouds come over the sun and it makes the day very gloomy or dreary and rain begins to fall. You know, so does clouds of doubt and fear and unbelief try to cover the sun or the S-O-N or the working of the Holy Ghost in the lives of his children. Amen. Amen. Where they would begin, people would begin to say days of miracles are past. You know, today we can just call them clouds. Amen. All the powers are in, in days gone by. That's clouds. Or we, you, have to, you have to live with that sickness. That's clouds. Or that sickness is for God's glory. That's clouds. Or the greater works are just for the apostles or the prophet. That's clouds. Amen. But the Spirit of God begins to move and to blow these clouds back and to show himself among us to be the same Christ as he was 2,000 years ago. Amen. Living in his church, a living, breathing flesh here upon the earth, you know. And the prophet in the problem the, the prophets in the Bible said there would be a day that would come that would be can be called day or night, a dismal day, a foggy, hazy day. Amen. I believe that's what we're living in. It's a dismal day. It's Every day you get up, it's not, you know, the most happiest or the most glorious times that you would read on the news or the things that is going on. And, and me, you know, me and my family just on the way to church here speaking about some things, you know, and one, I believe it was Luke said, this world is just going insane. And it's true. It's insane. It's insanity. As we heard Sunday, some of the things were said, it's a dismal day and it's a foggy and hazy day. It's not a day that's easy to see in. Amen. It's not, but thank God he said in the evening time, it shall be light. Amen. That the fog can be driven back. The clouds can be driven back. The haziness can be driven back. The smoke from the pit can be driven back. That the sun can shine again upon a people that they can see. Amen. And he says the sun rises in the east and sets in the west. The S-U-N. Same as that. It rises in the east and sets in the west. Civilization has traveled from the east to the west. And he said, when the S-O-N rose, the light fell upon an eastern people. And he said, now we had a day of organization, denominations, people accepting Christ. They have enough light that they can say there's, there is a God, he says. But they walk in the light and so forth. They enough to build churches or cathedrals or schools. But remember, it's promised that all the clouds would be cleared away in the evening time. In the evening time, when the clouds all clear away and the same sun, the S-O-N, that's shining its power through the Holy Ghost upon the Eastern people in this last 50 years broke back the clouds of denominations and everything and poured down the Holy Ghost upon a Western people. 
Hallelujah. Amen. That the same power, the same Holy Ghost, the same sun, the same sign, the same lights, the same power, the same evidence, the same everything that it was, it now is again. Amen. And the gospel has been preached with power and demonstration, manifestations anywhere in the countries. That's right. That's right. All over the world. Greater than this shall you do. All over the world, signs and wonders are following the believers. Hallelujah. I'm thankful that we're not just talking about a God that's right here in the Evening Light Tabernacle. Or a God that's just in Louisiana or even just in the United States. But we can declare he's all over the world. And he's moving in his body. He's healing those in Africa. He's delivering those in India and Japan. All over the world. The word of God is being made manifest. Or being made alive. Or something that is tangible and real. And you can put your hands on it. Hallelujah. All over the world. Amen. It's okay if I tell that testimony. We was just there this, this week, me and Brother George and Brother Tim uh, buying some tickets to go to f- the Philippines and Japan, and God provided us some tickets. And so we were, before we got into that, he had got, Brother Tim had received a, a text from a sister, Shalom, in India that had cancer, and she went back for another uh, she, they, they, they stream all of our services many times and, and archive them and things. And, and she, she went back to the doctor and they found another lump in her breast and she was at, calling for prayer. And we stood there, her on one side of the world and us on the other, but could see our faces through the screen on FaceTime. And, and we began to speak to her and, and Brother Tim began to talk about the things that were happening and things that are going on. And we was just telling her we believe in a living God and we, we prayed for her. There, her family was gathered in her room, and they laid hands on her, and we began to pray for her, and she now went back to the doctor and come back and said, it's nothing but scar tissue. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. It's the same signs. It's the same manifestations. It's the same God moving in his people all over the world. Listen, this God is not limited to four walls. A man will build four walls, but this God will go beyond your walls. He'll be go beyond your pet doctrines and your pet ideas. And he'll fulfill his word and make it manifest in India and Japan, all over the world. The spirit of God is moving. He said it's time for the evening lights to be shining. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. The song says it shall be light in the evening time. It's time for those evening lights to shine. It's time for those to arise. This is the time. What what keeps them from shining? You got to go out any day. You want to just move back all the clouds and the sun is shining anyhow. No matter how many clouds try to come and say it ain't so, the sun is shining anyhow. No matter how many clouds wants to jump up and try to block and say, that's for Brother Branham's day, the sun's shining anyhow. Amen. No matter how many clouds wants to jump up and say, the power of God's not the same today. The sun is shining anyhow. No matter how much the clouds wants to jump up and say, he don't heal, he don't deliver, he don't save. The sun is shining anyhow. And there's a people reflecting the oncoming sun. 
Hallelujah. Just start fanning it back. He says, how do you do it? You fan it back by prayer. Keep those old clouds and see if Christ doesn't appear the same as he ever has. Hallelujah. If he doesn't appear in the same light, in the same power, in the same signs, in the same wonders, then if he doesn't, he isn't still the same Messiah. But he is still the same. You got to knock all the clouds back. Wave them back to one side and see if it isn't. The first thing you know is you'll see the sun is still out. Oh, hallelujah. Maybe tonight you came gloomy and all down. Wave those clouds back. The sun's still shining. Amen. Maybe you've been down and depressed. Wave all that back. The sun's still shining. Hallelujah. He's still the same today with the same signs, the same manifestations, the same wonders as he was 50 years ago, as he was 2,000 years ago. Hallelujah. So he says in another place, he says in 1 Timothy 3, 16, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness, for God was manifested in flesh. There he was in flesh, making himself known a little closer to us. Oh, hallelujah. He died to redeem a church and all that was in him. Now, he came in the form of the Holy Ghost, God above us, God with us, God in us. God in us the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the Holy Spirit working, carrying out, finishing the works of Christ, which was in Christ. Now remember, all that God was, he poured into the Son, Jesus Christ. And all that Christ was, he poured into his church. See, makes Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Therefore, he has to have a body on earth to be the same. Come on, somebody. He was in a body 2,000 years ago. And today he has to have a body to be the same. And he has a body. It's his bride. Amen. Upon the earth and she's doing the same signs, the same wonders. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, yeah. We're going to get to it. And, he, and I love that. This is one of the, this is the first tape that they got on. They, they got there available for us as the deity of Jesus Christ. Powerful message. Amen. He said the same power. He said, you let them fundamentalists, let them people deny the power of God and say it's wrong. But that same power that spoke the world into existence is in those people that's got the Holy Ghost. My goodness, what kind of power we got in this room this evening? How much Holy Ghost we got here this evening? Amen. The same power that spoke the world into existence is in these people that's got the Holy Ghost. Men and women, it's time you found out who you are. Oh, the devil's trying to hide you back, cloud it over. Well, you're just, you know, just, you're just trying to make yourself into something. You're just trying to be somebody. You're trying to be, have a great ministry. You're, it's just clouds. That's all it is, just clouds, just old black, puffy clouds. Come on, somebody. Trying to bring their, influence you with their atmosphere and what they believe and who they are, but the sun's still shining. Amen. The power of God is still in the church. It doesn't matter how many rise up and say it ain't so. He said it so. 
It doesn't matter how many rise up and say a day. He don't do that no more. He said he does. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Wave those clouds back. Hallelujah. He said the devil's trying to tell you some little trodden down something. Your sons and daughters of God. Deity is not in heaven. It's in you. Man, I don't blow a lot of clouds back. Deity's not in heaven. It's in you. Amen. He said, I know you think I'm crazy, but let me tell you something, brother. When you realize almighty God lives in you. And the same God that said, let there be. And that sign is still standing today. What happens if that God speaks tonight? It'll divide the darkness from the light. It'll put the devil back where he belongs. Hallelujah. He said, friends, I know this to be the truth. I know people don't realize who you are. Every person in here can live above sin. Can live above sin, live without sin, and live in God. Oh, you might make mistakes, but the blood of Christ will forgive you. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Is that right? The same power of Christ that hung on the correct Calvary's cross, the same God that raised him up on the day of resurrection is in you now that's got the Holy Ghost. Well, that power happened to take a stone and roll it away. That power broke the seal of the Romans and it rolled a stone away. That power raised a dead, cold body and brought it back to life again. That power took that body and changed it back to a young man again. And he said, that power is in you that's got the Holy Ghost. And you mean to tell me the devil can seal you and keep you in some tomb? No, he can't. There's a power on the inside. Roll the old clouds back. It's the same life being manifested or made alive or made flesh, quickened. How can it be the same life? Because it comes from the same source. It showed it, you know, in the lampstand, in in Revelation, talking about the lampstand, drawing from the same source. Oh, hallelujah. It's been him, Christ, through the church ages, bringing forth light. Amen. It was, it was him. We, we look and see the light Luther had. Just shall live by faith. Who was it that brought forth the light? Christ. We see the light that was brought in Wesley. Who was it that brought that light? Christ. Sanctification. Who was it that brought the life down through the Pentecostals when the restoration of the gift? Who was that? Christ. It was the life going through the plant. Amen. He says, if you want a beautiful picture of that lamp or that life in Zechariah 4, 1 and 6, it says, and the angel that talked with me came again and waked me as a man that is waking out of his sleep and said unto me, what seest thou? And I said, I have looked and behold a candlestick, all of gold with a bowl on top of it and his seven lamps therein and seven pipes of the seven lamps were upon the top thereof and two olive trees by it, one on the right side of the bowl, one on the left side thereof. And so I answered and spake to the angel and talked with me saying what are these my lord and the angel talked to me answered and said knowest thou not what these be and I said no my lord he answered and said this is the word of the lord under Zerubbabel saying not by might nor by power but by my spirit 
What was going down through the seven church ages? His spirit that was released on the day of Pentecost. Sure, clouds came over it and tried to denominationalize it every time. But his spirit moved right on while the sun was still shining. It moved right on past the, all the way past the Lutherans and the Methodists and the Pentecostals down to our time. But it was the same spirit, the same life coming and drawing from the same source. Manifesting the word in every age. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, now examine this lampstand. You notice large bowl, reservoir, central to seven arms that was coming out of it. The bowl was filled with olive, olive oil, which flows to the seven wicks and were placed in the seven arms as the same oil that burns and makes the light at the end of the seven pipes. So the oil that leaves at the bottom is the same oil that comes out at the top. The light never went out. Oh, glory to God. Take that devil. He tried to put it out. He tried to put it out in the dark ages. It never went out. Oh, it might have gloomed it down a little bit and brought it down. It looked like nothing was happening, but that light was still burning. Oh, hallelujah. It never went out. Oh, glory to God. You need to look at that devil and say, listen, the light that is light lit my life up has never went out and it's never going out. The priest just kept pouring the oil into the bowl. That lamp was lit in a special way. First, the priest took the fire from the sacred altar, which was originally lighted by the fire of God. He lit, first of all, the lamp that was sitting on top of the bowl. Then he lit the second lamp from the flame of the first lamp, and the third from the flame of the one before, and the fourth, on and on. The holy fire from the altar being passed from lamp to lamp to lamp. He said it's a wonderful type of the Holy Spirit in the seven church ages. The original outpouring of Pentecost. Which outpouring, which, whose outpouring came direct, listen to this, from Jesus on the mercy seat. Oh, glory to God. So that right there shows he's going to be on the mercy seat throughout the seven church ages. Because it's the same light all the way down. And it is doing, because he finished it, he said it is in doing his church through all the seven church ages. Showing forth, forth perfectly that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The never changing God in his essence and his ways. Oh, glory to God. I am God and I change not. In John 15, Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. He was the main vine which comes out the original root from the original seed that had life in it. Now the vine does not bear fruit. It's the branches that do that. He said, you can then go to the, the, the scenario of the citrus tree, you know, it's orange, but you can graft a grapefruit or a lemon or a tangelo, all kind of varieties, but those grafted limbs will not bear oranges. Because they don't have the same life in them. Amen. We're not, we're not a grafted limb. We come from the same source. Hallelujah. The lemon limb will bear lemons. The great limb, grapefruit will bear grapefruit, so forth. But if that tree ever puts forth another branch, it'll be an orange. 
Hallelujah. Because the life of that limb and the life of that trunk are identical. Whereas it wasn't so with the grafted limbs. They cannot bear forth oranges because they're not original. Oh, hallelujah. And he brings it right. He said, that's the way the church is. The vine has been split and the limbs have been grafted in. They've grafted in Baptist limb, Methodist limb, Presbyterian limbs, Pentecostal limbs. And those limbs are bearing Baptist, Methodist, Pentecostal, and Presbyterian fruit. But if that vine ever brings forth another branch, that branch will be exactly like the vine itself. It'll be the same kind of branch that was brought forth at Pentecost. Oh, glory to God. Mercy. How do we get anything different? It'll be exactly what was brought forth at Pentecost. It'll speak in tongues. It'll prophesy. It'll have powers and signs of the resurrected Jesus Christ in it. It can't help it because it comes from the same source. Woo, hallelujah. If you want to criticize us for what's going on among us, you're criticizing the very same source. You'd have criticized Jesus when he walked 2,000 years ago. Amen. Because it's thriving on the resources of the vine itself. Oh, hallelujah. It wasn't grafted in the vine. It was born in the vine. Hallelujah. When those other branches were grafted in, All they could do was bear their own fruit, for they are not born of that vine. They don't know about that original life and that original fruit. They cannot know, for they are not born of it. But if they're born of it, the same life that was in the original stem, Jesus, will come through them and manifest, be manifested through them. John 14, 12, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. Did y'all just hear all of that that I just read? I didn't see anywhere in that he put it just on himself. He put it on a church. A bride. You. Oh, hallelujah. Greater works than these shall he do. Because I go unto my father. Why can they not bear this fruit? Because they're not born of the vine. Why can they not manifest these things? Because they're not born of the vine. Many are born in Pentecost. Many are born in Methodist and Baptist. And they try to bring it right into the message. You can't do that. You have to be born of the same original power that fell on the day of Pentecost. To manifest the same works that they did. Or otherwise you're going to be again it. Amen. He says, see, this is in the Pergamian church age. He said, the law of reproduction is that each species bring forth of its own kind. Even according to Genesis 1, and God said, let the earth bring forth grass and the herb yielding seed and the fruit tree yielding fruit after its kind who seed itself upon the earth. And it was so. So here's the law of God and it's got to come to pass. Amen. So he said, What's, whatever life was in the seed come forth in the plant. Dense in the fruit. How, brother, brother L, have you ever went out and planted a tomato seed and expected to get an orange? Or a bean? Or anything, uh, maybe something close to a tomato? No, when you plant a tomato, you expect to get a tomato. 
You expect to, to manifest what you put in the ground. You expect it to be exactly, exact, exact copy of what was put in the ground. Exactly the same. The same DNA, the same genetics, the same everything. It has to be. That is a law that God put there. And God put it with oranges to bear oranges, apples to bear apples, potatoes to bear potatoes, amen, tomatoes, tomatoes, all the way down, amen, dogs to bear forth dogs, humans to bear forth humans. Well, then don't you think he would abide by his own law? And if God, something is born of God, what is it? It has to be God. Amen. Whatever life is in the seed, it'll come forth in the plant. That law applies to the church. The very same law applies to the church. Whatever seed started the church will come forth and be like the original seed because of what? It's the same seed. It's not no algebra here. It's the same seed. Amen. And he says, whatever seed started the church will come forth and be like the original seed because of the same seed. And he said, in these last days, the true bride church, Christ's seed, will come to the headstone and she will be a super church. Why? Because the beginning one was a super church, a super race. Why? Because the beginning was a super race. As she nears him, they and the bride will be so much like him that they will even be in his very image. So in order to be united with him, they will be one. They will be the very manifestation of the word of the living God. Denominations can't produce it. Wrong seed. What is denominational seed? Man's ideas, man's seed. Hello, somebody. Amen. Well, you know, somebody says, well, I can tell you right now, this message won't ever be denominationalized. I believe that. It never has been. The word never has been. But the people will. So it depends on what the people are born of. They're born of this message or this word that's come all the way down. Then they won't denominationalize. But if they're born of some man's creed, they're going to be a denomination. It might be a message heading, but it's still going to be a denomination. Amen. They'll produce their creeds and their dogmas mixed with the word. Oh, we got word. But we want more than just word. We want the spirit. We want the manifestations. We want the life of that word. Hallelujah. See, the spirit down through the seven churches wasn't seven spirits. It was one spirit. He, was, he will always be the same and act the same. The seven messengers will have the same spirit, teach the same word, have the same power. And if the church is a true church, it will have the very same spirit and word and acts of power they had at Pentecost. Mercy. They had at Pentecost by experience. You know, people want to say, well, you got, you got to do it. It ain't about experience. Well, here, listen. By experience, it will be a Pentecostal church. And there will be tongues and interpretations and prophecies and healings. God will be in the midst of her. 
Oh, glory to God. Listen, it ain't just about who's sitting on the pew next to you. God is in the midst of us. It's God fulfilling his word. It's God that's anointing hearts to believe a promise and say, hey, that's talking about me. Amen. And God will declare himself in the midst of her as he always has. But what happens? People begin to deny the word, deny his baptism, deny his power, deny his signs, creeds and traditions against. Starts, you know, Brother Brown says, turning around collars and everything, making himself creeds and so forth, trying to upon good works. I'm a message preacher. So, so forth. They're trying upon good works. They wasn't ordained to life to begin with. They had nothing to believe with. He said, he that knows me knows my father. And as the father has sent me, so send I you. And God has sent Jesus. The God that sent Jesus went in Jesus. Oh my. But it don't end there. And the Jesus that sends you goes in you. I don't know about you, but there's some devil whooping stuff right here. Amen. Jesus that sends you goes in you. He that believeth in me, the works that I do shall he do also. So go ye into the world, preach the gospel to every creature, black, yellow, white, brown, whatever he might be. These signs shall follow them that believe. All the world, every creature. Brother Branham had a discussion with a Baptist minister. Not long ago, and this is where these in the message get it from. They're still Baptists. Brother Branham, here's your trouble. You're trying to make this an apostolic age. There was no such a thing as an apostolic age today. The apostolic age is over. I said, it is? I didn't know it. So we see that Baptist spirit coming on in. He said, it is? I didn't know it. He said, well, it is. I said, you sure? He said, sure, I'm sure. All right, how do you think it's over? He said, that was just for the apostles. I said, Peter said on the day of Pentecost, he said, do you believe his word? Yes, sir. He said, repent every one of you and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for this promise is unto you and to your children and to your children, children of them that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. The same promise, we've got to come back to it again. We've got to come back to it again. Dr. Simon Peter wrote the prescription. The Bible said, is there no bomb in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Well, do you know, if you take a doctor's prescription, when he finds a disease that's in your body, he writes it, you have it filled. You get some real druggist to fill it the way it's wrote. Because he's put, but what happens? He has to put so much poison, so much antidote, so much of this in his system. It's already been tried. It's been proven. And then you must take that prescription if you don't you got some quack doctor to go to fooling with that don't know how much to measure out the right medicine right he'll kill you he'll kill you he puts too much weaknesses in it hello somebody it won't do you no good it's too much weaknesses in the gospel anymore you can live any kind of life anymore apparently and have the holy ghost what happens? A quack doctor got in. Amen. A quack pharmacist started mixing up his own ideas and he made the gospel a weak gospel. 
That's why we have people that say, well, you know, in pornography and in this and that and the other and doing all kinds of things and still got the Holy Ghost. That ain't the gospel. It's not the prescription Peter wrote. Amen. It brings too much weaknesses in it. Won't do you no good. You can come to church. You can take pill after pill after pill. It won't do nothing to you. That's why you got people stealing cold formal ideas and things and, and dying on the pews because some quack got in there and began to pour his own traditions in there. Well, that was only for Brother Branham. That was only back in that day. That was, that's no more. It was all there. It was all, and we can go all the way. It was in the apostles. It was all in Jesus. Listen, the apostles didn't go back. So when they received this prescription, they didn't go around saying it was all in Jesus. They didn't walk around saying it's all. And they seen all kinds of things happen in Jesus' ministry. But they knew the same spirit that was in Jesus was now in them. So they walked to the gate called beautiful with this strong prescription. Amen. There was enough power in this bottle. If this man would take it, he could rise up. Oh, glory to God. It's still, we still got the same prescription. Why? Because the same spirit is back in the church again. And Brother Bradham, our messenger of this age, began to take, nope, that's quack doctrine, and that ain't right. This is what we got to have in the church again. And he started putting it back in the prescription again. Why? So it wouldn't be a weakness to you. It would be a gospel that would cleanse you and wash you and make you white as snow, that you can live, and live above sin. You don't have to live with sin, live above sin. Amen. He says, what's the matter with a lot of you doctors? You're fooling with that prescription. Peter said, I'll give you an everlasting prescription for you and your children. And them that are far off, as many as the Lord our God shall call, repent every one of you and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And if you haven't done that, you ain't followed the prescription. For the remission of sins, you shall receive the results, <laughs> the Holy Ghost, for the promise, this prescription is for you and your children. Some of you quack doctors quit writing those fake prescriptions. Whew, mercy. You're killing your people. That's the reason the real thing isn't getting to them. You know, on this same prescription, how the doctor finds his medicine, scientists try to figure it up, something they can give it to a guinea pig, see if it kills him or not. You know, medicine has got the chance to take. You might get well, you might kill you, see, because all the people are not like guinea pigs, maybe. But there's one thing about this prescription. The really real good doctor got a lot of faith in his own medicine. He won't ask somebody else. Some of them is cowed enough to get a prisoner of life term, set them free if he lives over it, let him take the prescription. But in this prescription, we had a real doctor. He come and took the prescription himself. I am, I am the resurrection and life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet he shall live. Believest thou this? At Calvary, he took the injection. And on Easter morning, death couldn't hold him. It showed the prescription hell. They injected death in him. But he rose up victorious. 
He sent out some doctors to write a prescription who had a revelation of who he was. Who does man say that? Say that I am. Then Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Blessed are you, Simon. You've got the kings of kingdoms. And on the day of Pentecost, he wrote out the prescription. He said, I'm going to give it to you. Repent and be baptized and you shall receive the Holy Ghost. It's for you and your children, them that are far off. Don't fool with the prescription or you'll die. Well, we don't receive the Holy Ghost like they did on the day of Pentecost. We got some quack doctors. That's why people died. Hey, man, there's one thing. You know, let me, let me say this. You can have a good doctor. can give you good medicine. If you don't take it, you'll still die. Or you can have a quack doctor. Give you some bad medicine, and you take it, and you die. So we want to make sure that this doctor that we're receiving this medicine from is connected to that same source that raised Jesus from the dead. That's the prescription I want. Amen. Don't fool with the prescription or you die. See, it's our inalienable rights to have the same prescription. We have the right to the original. This original will produce the same power. It'll produce the same signs. Don't tell me you have the same original and you ain't got the same signs. It ain't happening. It all comes together. It'll be the same healings. It's just like that day, what, six, seven years ago. I was sitting on the couch reading the book of Acts and my, my family there. And reading them one chapter, there was three, three great miracles that had taken place. One's palsy. One somebody raised from the dead. I think another one was a lame man. I mean, just boom, boom, boom. They had the right prescription. It had life in it. It had healing in it. And well, we also have the same prescription. And it proved to be so because that very day as I'm reading there, my father texts me and he says, hey, I'm going in to pray for Brother Gary. And I was so overwhelmed by what I read. I said, don't forget, we're writing another book of Acts. And he walks in there with the same power, with the same prescription. And a man that the doctors was ready to give up on, if they hadn't gave up on already, didn't know what to do with him, rose up from that place and is alive today. Listen, I think sometimes we look at this book of Acts and this amazing place where it was that we, we look at the Acts of the Holy Ghost. And it's amazing. Read it. I mean, it's incredible the things that that first church did. The Acts of the Holy Ghost. But I wonder today if we could take and we'd begin to write, this, just say the second book of Acts. Because he said... There'd be another book of Acts wrote behind it about this church that I'm speaking about tonight. This word made manifest. So if we wrote that second book of Acts, I'd say we'd have a pretty amazing book. Just starting with this church. And then you're all over the world, things that are taking place. We could stand there with the ministries of a Wayne Lawson, of a Ron Spencer, 
Oh, Donnie Reagan, the men of God, all the I mean, brother Danny Steeman, they're just over in India and, and, and things. And then the, the African brothers, the brothers in Europe and begin to tell testimony after testimony after testimony. I'm telling you, it blow our minds. And you would realize this world ain't so gloomy as it seems because the sun is still shining. It gave me such a peace as I would begin to look today at the things going on. I just threw up my hands and said, God, the sun is still shining. You're still here because if you wasn't here, we would be gone with you. So if you're still here, we have the same signs. We have the same healings. We have the same deliverance. We have the same gospel. And the gospel is not a dead letter, but it's a powerful gospel. It's a gospel that'll put hair back. It's a gospel that'll heal the lungs. It's a gospel that'll give a new set of lungs. It's a gospel that'll heal a heart. It's a gospel that'll take a lame man and make him walk again. I'm not talking about a gospel that's written on a book of Acts. I'm talking about our book of Acts. We have the same gospel with the same signs, with the same power, with the same wonders, because it's the same God, and we're drawing from the same life. Hallelujah. It's a gospel that'll take people that are castaways and rejects and make them sons and daughters of the king, filled with the Holy Ghost. Peter said to repent and be baptized. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For this manna is for your children and to your children's children. To them that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Brother Adam says the middle wall of partition is torn down. And every man, no matter who he is, that wants to be born again. Can come to the temple of God and get down the altar. Raise his hands and get a mouthful. Of the same manner. He said not something like it. But the original manner. Oh hallelujah. The original manner. That fell on the day of Pentecost. And if it's the original manner. He said it's the same works. The same manifestations. The same power. The same evidence. Everything like they had on the day of Pentecost. We have today. Not something like it. Not something like it. We have the same thing. So I'm glad today you can get the original baptism of the Holy Ghost. Power, signs, same wonders, same miracles, same resurrected Lord Jesus Christ. He said, brother, every man or woman that comes into this divine Holy Ghost priesthood has a right to get a genuine heart full of the original baptism of the Holy Ghost. The same that fell on the day of Pentecost with the same signs, the same powers, the same demonstrations, the same feelings, the same actions. In one place he said the same sensations. Not something like it, but the original. Mm. The Lord said, I'm going to store up a whole lot of this because there are going to be many generations 
So every time one comes, I'm going to give him a great big heart full of it. Oh, glory. I'm so glad I can say I'm one of them. He said, look, Peter lost all of his dignity and everything. Uh-oh. Hello? We still here tonight. Peter lost all of his dignity and everything and jumped up on a soapbox and began to preach. Well, my soapbox preacher, what was it? He had the Holy Ghost. He was eating of the godly manna. And he said, what is it today? We got some apostles creed. We got some just joining church. We got some of just this or just that. He said, well, the apostles creed. He said, I don't believe in no holy Roman Catholic church. I believe in the, I, you know, they say I believe in the communion of saints. He said, anybody that believes in the communion of saints is a spiritualist. Saints are dead. They're in the presence of God. There's no mediator between God and man but Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. He said, I don't want to blame you people. It's the pulpits where it started. He said, no wonder that's the damnation of the country when Satan got in the pulpit failing to preach the unadulterated word of God. The word of God will produce exactly what it said it would do. And we explained it all away and said it's somewhere else. It's in another day. He said, could you imagine somebody standing at the platform saying the baptism of the Holy Ghost, divine healing, and all of that's for another day? It's like trying to do, do some man freezing to death and paint some fire for him and say, here, here's a fine fire. Get warm by it. He said, that was fire one time, but what about fire now? The Holy Ghost had power at Pentecost to the first age, to the second age, to the third age, to the fourth age, to the fifth age, to the sixth age, to the seventh age. And this age, he's the same Holy Ghost today. Not like it. He's the same. If you can't get the same kind of faith among the people, he said the same powers that we can bring, the same signs, the same wonders, the same miracles. He says this too many times. To deny the same spirit that was on Jesus Christ has come back on the church doing the same signs, the same wonders, the same Holy Ghost, the same power. Maybe I read that wrong. The same spirit that was on Jesus Christ has come back on the church doing the same signs. What did Jesus do? Heal the sick, raise the dead, lame walk, lepers were healed, discern the hearts. People want to throw that out and say, it's just for Brother Branham. No, the word is still the discerner. There's still a word of knowledge. There's still divine inspiration. May not be in their church, but it's here. It's around the world. I've seen it happen too many times. Well, you know, we don't have visions. You don't come too late. Amen. Amen. The Holy Ghost is in the church tonight, leading the church just like he was here when he was leading Christ the same way. The same ministry Christ had is in his church tonight. And his same signs, same wonders, same spirit, same kind of works that Jesus did here on earth. The church has to do the same thing. If it's not, it's not the seed of Abraham. It's not the church of Jesus Christ. Direct quote, take that up with him. But in that Lord Jesus Christ, oh my goodness, I about had myself a runaway. Y'all ready? In that Lord Jesus Christ, now we just said the same works, the same wonders, the same spirit, the same kind of works. In that Lord Jesus Christ, he was possessed 
with a power that went beyond earthbound limitations. Glory to God in the highest. In that Lord Jesus Christ, he was possessed. I'm looking at a people that's possessed. Oh, the world is possessed. They're possessed with evil spirits and spirits of Laodicea, but there is a people possessed or held by the Holy Ghost. And they're possessed with a power that goes beyond earthbound limitations. It goes beyond what a man can think. It goes beyond what's human abilities. Yes, sir. When he walked over that cold little girl, dead, still form laying there and took her by the hand. Where was everybody else? It was outside. Possibly streaming. (laughs) Making fun, criticizing everything. He was, about, he was possessed with a power that he could speak into another world. God help this sink into us tonight. He spoke in tongues and said, Talitha, that his soul returned back to this girl. So in other words, his voice went beyond the four walls. It went beyond a dead, cold, form little girl here and there. It went beyond all the naysaying. Oh, I love that Sunday. God help us to be bigger men. It went beyond all of that. They was there making, he's making himself to be somebody. And all of a sudden he screams out, Talitha. And all of a sudden as that word leaves those lips, it was the same as deity speaking. It was the same as let there be. And all of a sudden, all the way down to that other dimensions there was this little girl's soul. And all of a sudden, she heard the voice of her maker. It went beyond what her mama thought or her daddy thought or critics thought. All of a sudden, it went beyond what what the human mind could see. Earthbound limitations. It went beyond all of that. And it screamed into another world. And it called a soul back to a body again. Now hang on to your hats. And he gave that same power to his church. Whoa, hallelujah. He gave that same power to his church. When you're forsaken and downcast, God give us a language to speak out into another world. Woo, hallelujah. Who cares about your neighbor hearing you? I want the other world to hear me. Who cares about what somebody on the internet hearing me? I want the other world to hear me. He goes out into another world. When Jesus was forsaken on the cross, men are forsaken when he's beginning to speak out, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And the church tonight is possessed with that kind of power. Is it okay for the next five minutes we have church? All right, just take your clocks off, take everything off, and don't even worry about it. For just a minute, go beyond the limitations of an earthbound thing. Forget about tomorrow. Forget about the next few moments. Just say, God, I'm here right now to put myself in your control. 
possessed with that kind of power. That dead girl that was laying there dead in bomb, laying on the couch, flowers been put around her. Oh, that mortal soul out there, it knew its master and the soul returned to the body. And that girl rose to her feet again. And the same thing tonight. The same thing tonight. Those who once come in contact with Jesus Christ know the power of his resurrection. Know the power of healing. You don't care what the world says. You don't care what the devil says. You don't care what anybody says. You only care what he said. Hallelujah. And what he said goes beyond earthbound limitations. It goes beyond what a doctor says. It goes beyond what science says. It goes beyond what anybody can say. When he speaks, every demon has to flee. Glory to God. He said the same one that came down on the day of Pentecost is the same Holy Ghost that's manifested today from glory to glory. It's back to the original with the same baptism of the Holy Ghost that has the same signs, the same wonders, the same baptism, the same kind of people. And here it is acting the same way with the same power and the same sensation. Take that devil. The same sensation. It's from glory to glory. It's the same one. My, we ain't got time to go into all this. He said, what is it? The seed is ripe again. And it's brought him back exactly like he was at the beginning. His same ministry. The same Jesus, the same power, the same Holy Ghost, the same one that came down on the day of Pentecost is the same Holy Ghost that's manifested today. It's back to the original seed. Amen. From glory to glory. Oh, hallelujah. When they say Jesus Christ isn't the same yesterday, today and forever, and they say his power isn't the same, and they say his gospel isn't the same, And the Bible says it's the same. God will defy every denomination, every creed, and he'll move forth with his Holy Spirit as he promised and prove to us that he's still alive. We are benefactors of his resurrection. Quickened after being dead in the world and sins and trespasses. He has quickened us together, made us alive. His spirit brings the same life again upon the earth. If it's the same God that raised the, if the same spirit of God that raised Christ up from the dead, that body, the anointed body, that spirit of God anointed that body in such a way that when that seed fell, he just wouldn't let it rest there. But that same spirit, by the same works, by the same power, by the same signs, being you, it'll also raise you up he says what is the church how do you get into it you're born into it amen he said if you're if you're scared to use it either you're not cooperating with his word it won't do you a bit of good but if you'll take it it'll work this is God's provided place of worship he said I'm positive he's here I mean, he's positive he's here. 
Don't have nothing to do if you felt him yet or not. He said he would be here. So how many's positive he's here? He says, I know now there is quickening power enough in the church to heal every person that's sitting here. Do you believe Jesus said they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover? He said, all right, put your hands over on each other now. Put your hands over on each other now. Don't pray for yourself. Pray for the next person. And they are praying for you. He says, now, Lord, how I thank you. You can stand here at this platform and preach a word that's so contrary to people's thinking today till they'll call it heresy, spiritualism, evil spirits like they did when you was here, bells above. But to see you right in the midst of this audience and turn right around and confirm and prove exactly what's been preached, that is the truth. God, these are your people. He's tried to mess with people's thoughts. He's tried to mess the microphones up. He's tried to keep them from getting this. But I believe they're getting it anyhow. I ask for them to get it, Lord. I ask for them to receive it. Granted, Lord, these believers with quickening power. Granted just now that the quickening power will quicken their faith to what they are doing right now. There's a believer that's got a hands on another believer. A body to a body. A power to a power. Oh, glory to God. And it's the power of God by a son of God or daughter of God. And may Satan turn this people loose. May they be healed by the resurrecting, quickening power of the presence identified Jesus Christ. Oh, your hands on the people has got quickening power in them. If they've been quickened, have you come to life? Has Christ come real to you? Has the power of God been made manifest? Are you in that church? God's provided church. How are you in it? How do you know you've been quickening it? Your whole thoughts, your whole being is in Christ right now. And Christ is in the midst of his people. And he's proven himself alive just like he did in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. And he's still the same God tonight. And then those hands, that their lives have been changed from streetwalkers, from drunkards, from prostitutes, to genuine saints of God, quickening their hands is laid upon you. They're in the church by the Holy Ghost baptism. And the same power is in them that's on Elijah's bones. Hallelujah. And it's the same power that's laid upon your shoulder or laid upon your head or or your hand. That same quickening power with him standing here proving he's alive from the dead and showing he's alive. And he's doing the very same thing that he always did. Can you believe him now? Can you believe them hands laid upon your godly hands? Can you believe that spirit that's quickening us now, making us a crack craze of the world? Do you believe that's quickening power? Do you believe you're in his church? Then if you are, believe that those hands that are laying on you are holy hands and they're commanded by God, then I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to stand to your feet and accept your healing. Anybody that's sick, anybody that needs to be saved, anybody that needs to be delivered, Accept it right now because it is here. 
Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. The same Christ is in the building. He's in our midst. He's moving. He's turning. He's changing hearts. He's changing lives. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I would right now receive whatever you ask. He said, you ask it in my name, therefore I'll do it. Then if I was you, I would use that voice that is ordained or has the power to go beyond human abilities and earthly limitations. And I would use that God-given voice and I would begin to speak the word of God right now. For the promises unto you and to your children. In the same power, the same signs, the same wonders, the same life, the same God, the same Christ, the healer, the deliverer, the savior is in the building. He is here. Hallelujah. He is here. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. This ain't just a quote. This is the word of God. Those hands got quickening power in them. Amen. Power to heal. He said it was the same that was in Elijah's bones. What happened to that prophet's bones laying dead in the grave? They throwed a dead body in it and he rose to life again. Woo! Them hands got power to bring forth life. Oh God, I would just begin to rejoice for the life. I'd begin to just rejoice and thank God. Oh, thank you, Father. You healed us. You delivered us. You saved us. You kept us. Oh, glory to God. You're our God. You're our Savior. Thank you, Lord, that we can have the original manna. We can have the original. Not something like it. We can have it. Oh, not with some power like it. We can have the same power. Oh, glory. That'll make the car go down the road. And when that car is moving, it'll run over every devil. It'll run over every speed bump. It'll run over every obstacle. Why? This is a God-given word with a God-given power behind it. It will perform miracles. We will see miracles. We will see giants fall. Is there a David in the camp that says, I've had enough of that Goliath. I'm taking his head off. And David spoke beyond the earthly limitations and said, John, today I'm taking your head off. Oh, glory to God. Is there somebody that's willing to speak? Say, it's my promise. It's my word. It's mine. Amen. I'm sending the word out. It's going to go beyond earthly limitations, beyond what I can think. And I'm going to speak the word for my daughter, my son. Amen. My loved ones. I'm going beyond earthly limitations. And they may be dead and cold and stiff, but there's a soul there. And that soul is worth 10,000 worlds. And that soul can hear the voice of its maker. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, praise him, all you saints. with thanksgiving again just to praise him just a moment they thank you Lord 
your voice be heard in the unseen realm. I am a believer. I am a child of God. The promises of God are real and they are true. And these signs shall follow them that believe. They'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. This is the word of promise and we believe it. Lord, we thank you, O God. And we glorify your name, Father, for you are worthy. You are worthy, O God. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We believe you, Lord, with all our heart tonight. We know you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. You're our healer, our deliverer. You're the mighty God. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's play again that song, The Great Physician. Now is near the sympathizing Jesus. As Brother Michael opened the service with that song tonight, I couldn't help but remember when a little child was in Brother Branham's arms, hideously crippled. And he prayed for that child and it dropped down out of his arms and ran across the platform. And little sister sitting there playing the piano, the great physician now is near the sympathizing Jesus. She jumped up began to sing in another language worshiping God and dancing and as she did the piano never missed a beat the angel of God just kept playing the song right on and I just want to tell you today I believe the angel of God is continuing that song and man even in the moment that when we when we get so beside ourselves And we are worshiping and praising God in another tongue. The angel of God takes up that song, continues it right on. He is still the sympathizing Jesus. Amen. He's still God. He's still on the throne. He's still our intercessor. Amen. I want Brother Kenneth to come down there. You know, I've seen impossible situations, very impossible situations. A man wrote Brother Ron Spencer today from South Africa. Come on down, Brother Kenneth, right out here in the front. Wrote Brother Ron Spencer today. He was just blown away by the meetings. He says, I believe that God put you and Brother Tim together. And I said, yeah, I know the bond. I remember walking into the hospital room, him gasping for breath, ventilator, ever kind of swollen, unrecognizable. The doctors would want to harvest his organs and just hours away from there. And I went and looked there in an impossible situation. That day I took my position as a son of God. And as a high priest, 
because that's what we are. We, we, are, we are a priest in his, in his work, in his lineage, in the lineage of Melchizedek. And I felt like that day I was carrying all the prayers of all the people that had been praying for Brother Ron. And I felt like as I walked into that room, I, if I ever felt like a high priest, I felt like one that day. And I laid my hands upon him and rebuked that spirit of death. And man, I would go into his church and I would preach a couple of sermons. One of the sermons I would preach was, God will have a testimony. And this was in the face of a very, very impossible situation. And it would be there that I would be that next day in a, after I preached on the two services, Saturday and Sunday. And then, and then I, would, I would preach. And, and the one service I preached was on God's mighty men. Are they heroes of faith? Are God's hall of fame? And I took that sermon and I just showed we have a weapon. We have a weapon that we can use against the enemy. And in every age that the word has always triumphed over the enemy. Amen. Don't we believe that? Amen. I believe it still triumphs here tonight. Amen. That Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Brother Kenneth is here tonight. The doctors have, have pretty well told him, you know, this is about all they can do for him. Maybe cut him open, do an open heart surgery. He would be a, an invalid, you know, in a vegetative state for three months or, or so. And hardly able to even raise a hand. And, and they didn't even know if he'd lived through it. He has had 12 heart attacks. How many stents? 32 stents. And now the doctors have done all they can do. Open heart surgery is all that they got left and they could do a bypass and don't know if he can live through it. This is another impossible situation for man. Even the doctor wouldn't look forward to doing this because it's an impossible situation to man. But it's not an impossible situation to God. And I got up this morning and I was praying for a couple of needs as I walked through the kitchen. And I'd been praying through the night as I would get up, was awakened through the night for a couple of situations. One was that little sister Shalom in, in India where that the doctors had found another lump on her breast. And, and there the situation looked dire, very grim. She was going back for test. And today she writes me and says, I have a wonderful testimony. Amen. That, that there they, they couldn't find any kind of lump. Amen. I prayed for her with Brother Timothy, Brother George Winters over the FaceTime. And we saw God move on the scene for that little soul. And I, I said, Lord, I, I want to hear a good report today for Sister Shalom. And there she had a good report. And then the second thing, as I, as I prayed and, and I asked the Lord concerning this, I remember 
I, as I walked through and I looked there and thinking of this need that we had and I said Lord brother Kenneth said a showdown you either heal him or he will die and I asked God the question God what are you going to do about this and it came rushing back to me just straight back and he said I've already done my part it's not what am I going to do about it but rather what are you going to do about it think about that for a moment it's not what God's going to do about it he did it was not Calvary sufficient wasn't it complete wasn't it, wasn't it that blood that was shed that heals every disease? Yes, saves every sinner? Yes, Amen. Isn't it a complete work? Yes. It ain't about what God's going to do about it then. He already done it. He have already has healed every sick person. He saved every lost person. His blood is sufficient. Hallelujah. As I thought about it for a moment, I said, really, we should never ask God to heal anyone when he's already done it. It's up to us to believe and accept it and to command Satan to take his hands off of God's property. Now, the doctor said one more heart attack and he's gone. That's what the doctor says. But we're not listening to what the doctor says. We got another doctor says, okay, that when this one has failed, I'll give you a new heart. That's Ezekiel 36, 26. I'll give you a new heart. Amen. This is God. This is God's word. I'll give you a new heart. I'm the healer of all diseases. Exodus chapter 23, 25 says, and you shall serve the Lord your God. And he shall bless thy bread and thy water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. And there shall be nothing cast their young, nor be barren. Did anybody hear that? In thy land, and the number of thy days I will fulfill. Hallelujah. The number of thy days I will fulfill. How many believes that tonight? Yeah, we know we have an appointed time. Listen, listen, we realize we're, we're still in an in a, in a era of time where, where we're, the people get sick, people die. Amen. We, we, know, we understand that. We go through those times. Some of our sister churches, they just buried a couple up in Cloverdale, four over in Happy Valley. Uh, at Brother Donnie Reagan's, uh, another over in Virginia, a, a precious minister, a friend of ours over in um, Belgium. And, and, and report after report after report has been coming in, you know, many of them that has gone beyond the curtain of time just in the last few days. We, we understand that. Amen. We understand that there is a number of days that we have on the earth. But God said, I'll fulfill that. Amen. And, and Job would say, our days are determined and the number of our months is with you. 
And you have appointed our limits that we cannot pass. And we understand that. But we also remember in the Bible that there was a man by the name of Hezekiah. And he said that he served the Lord with all his heart. Amen. Was told, set your house in order, thou shalt die and not live. One man told Brother Kenneth that over a year ago. Set your house in order, call your family in, because you're going to die and not live. You know what happened. We went down there and had prayer with him. Amen. He's still, he's still living tonight. Amen. That was, that was over a year ago. Let me tell you another testimony. Now look, we can go right down the line. We can talk about Sister Lana and God heals cancer. We, we can talk about little Jude right back there and say, God heals kidneys. He had to do it by creating new ones. When there were little dwarf things and he would never grow to a proper size of a young man, God healed those kidneys. Amen. Are you with me? Amen. A baby that was urinating through the night and would wake up every morning with a dry diaper now begin to have a, a wet diaper like a normal baby because God heals kidneys. There's David Dexter up there who had an autoimmune disease that was eating out of his eye, eating his eyes, and the pharmacist told him, I don't know what you're taking this far, but I'm going to tell you, this medicine itself will kill you. And God healed his eyes. I can tell you God had to recreate brain cells in my wife's head in order for her to see, and it happened in just a moment. I want to tell you that there was a creation took place in this building right here when Sister Lana was healed that day. Amen. And ran around this building in, in victory. Amen. Because we had a black lung that was full of cancer. And, and corrupted cells and dead cells. And then we went from that to, to the very next day, no cancer. A complete healed lungs. I, I'm talking about the creator at work. That's what I'm talking about. Amen. Now, here we are. We got a choice. Brother Kenneth and I have discussed this today as the devil has tried to take his life. How many months ago was that when you was told you had cancer, Brother Kenneth? Three years ago he was told that he had cancer. And then it continued to progress, didn't it? Until they said it was in 50% of your body and your bones and in your blood, is that right? And now back in August, you told me, wasn't it in August that you told me somewhere in the summer that you, you let me know that you went back to the doctor and the doctor said, I want to shake the hand of an awesome man. Said, I've taken your blood and I've tested it and there's not even a trace of cancer left in your body. Two weeks ago, is everybody listening to me? Two weeks ago, this man went back to the same doctor. Doctor, they drew the blood. 
doctor goes in, does all his tests and examinations, and he comes back out with a big smile, and he says, wow, 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 I want to shake your hand. He said, son, your, your blood is better, it's better than my blood. I'm a jealous man because you got better blood than I do. There ain't a bit of cancer in your body. That was two weeks ago. I got to heal her. I got to deliver. You say, but Brother Tim, the doctor just give him up. The doctor said he's going to die. The doctor said one more heart attack. Hey, listen, Paul was a son of God, and he would be buffeted blow after blow after blow. Do you know if you get healed tonight, you'll get sick again? Lazarus would get healed to have to die again. He was raised from the dead. He would have to die. Again, you get sick. It's not like your soul. You get your soul saved. It don't ever get lost again. If it really ever gets sealed to the day of redemption with the Holy Ghost, you can never lose that. Are you with me now? Amen. Now, that's God's promise. But that's on the soul realm. Our physical realm is under a curse. Because of Adam's fall, we were born in this world to die. So we have... Come on time, on time, on time again. Where, we, where Satan buffets us. And he comes and attacks. And God heals us. And he comes attacks. And God heals us. And he attacks. And God heals us. He attacked last October. And God healed him. And brought him back to church again, where he was in every service, laying on a deathbed. Got up out of the deathbed and didn't miss one of the services in our special meetings. Amen. That's God. And then the enemy then still, still thinks he's got the hand on him. God's healed him of cancer. Now, I'm just going to tell you. God said to me today, what are you going to do about it? Come on, brothers. I'll tell you what I'm going to do about it. He commissioned this church to cast out devils. Brother Kenneth's not a devil, and he doesn't have a devil in his soul. Where it is is in his body, and it's caused him a heart trouble. But God heals heart trouble. And this spirit of death... Now we're talking about what's in the unseen realm right now. Because if you looked upon it, it would be a hood of death over this man. Amen. But what you don't see also is there's an angel of God standing right here. I know because he's anointing me. He's anointed me to preach the gospel. He anointed the word to be preached. An angel. Anointed the Holy Spirit anointed Brother Timothy tonight to preach a word of faith tonight. Amen. Now, I can't heal him. And furthermore, Jesus Christ couldn't heal him. If he stood here with this shirt and vest and pants on, Jesus could not heal him. Amen. If, he, if Brother Kenneth said, Jesus, would you heal me? 
He said, I, I, I can't do that. I'd I have to go back on my word. I already did that. It's finished, Brother Kenneth. All you've got to do is receive it. We don't have to ask Jesus to heal him. He done did it. He went to Calvary. He paid the price. It's a finished work. Now all we're going to do tonight is cast the devil out. Satan, you got to leave. In the name of Jesus Christ, I rebuke this spirit of death. This, this that has caused this heart trouble and cancer and all these other things. Now, Satan, you take your hands off of God's property. I adjure you in the name of the Lord Jesus to leave this man for the glory of God that victory might be ours tonight because God is doing great things among us. I've already seen impossible situations and I've seen the Creator go down and give new, give and new lungs and give new brain cells and give eyesight back and heal kidneys and remove cancer. Now, in the name of Jesus, this spirit that has caused this plaque and this buildup, take your hands off of God's property in the name of Jesus Christ for the glory of God. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall walk and they shall not faint. They shall run and not be weary. Lift him up today and renew his strength like an eagle, I pray. In Jesus' name, for the glory of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. You know he loves you, Brother Kenneth. He told you personally one day, let you know it. Your sins are gone. You've been justified by faith. You don't have a past. All you got is a future. Amen. Thanks be to God for that. Amen. Do we receive it now in Jesus' name? For the glory of God, we receive it. Amen. Now we walk by faith, not by sight. And we just claim that promise in Jesus' name. I've done what he said to do about it. He said to call for the elders of the church and anoint them with all. And what did he say? And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and God shall raise them up. I didn't call these brothers hoping that one of us had, had the faith to do this. We have the faith. And that faith is we believe what God's word said to be true. Right over there, that's a great witness. Right back there, that's a great witness. Right up there is a great witness. Right over there is a great witness. But I got a greater witness than that. And that's God's word. And God's word said, I heal all diseases. Hallelujah. We got a greater witness than all of the miracles that we have seen. We've got the word of God that said, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. There's not a greater witness than his own word. And I thank God at his word today and apply the blood that was shed at Calvary. Hallelujah. Do we believe it? Amen. Lord, I believe. 
all things are possible. Only believe. It just means believe only. Oh, I sing that in honor of the angel of God who loves this song, who would draw near so many times when it was sung. Only believe. Hallelujah. Only believe. Only believe. All things are possible. Only believe. Let me see the hands of an awesome man. He does everything well. He's the Lord that heals all diseases. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Possible.
chest pains and back pains sitting right there or standing right there and while we were praying for brother Kenneth this, that thing left him and he's healed and no pain completely well well we all ought to believe amen we've got witness after witness after witness in the word of God we ought to believe him tonight amen he's like healer Amen. I believe he's the God restoring the glory to the church. I believe he's the God who said there'll be no barren or unfruitful among you. I pray for a barren church, and there's a church going to bring forth Christ again. Yeah, she's got the strength to bring forth. Hallelujah. She'll bring forth those Acts 238, barren, screaming, yelling, yucking. Men and women with life in them, with the power of God that's living in them. Hallelujah, because there he is a people, a bride who has the strength to bring forth. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Just receive it right now. While he's here, just reach out and receive it for your need tonight. You say, Lord, I receive. Things are possible. And Lord, 